Welcome to Being Extraordinary with Akasha Awakened. Here we awaken the Akash to the non-physical reality that stores ancient wisdom and magic for us all. This podcast is dedicated to the stories, knowledge, and the people who have found a way to tap into this knowledge and bring it into reality, fully allowing themselves to embrace our true and extraordinary nature, and hopefully inspiring you to do the same. All right. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I'm here with Rachel from Records with Rachel, which she will be filling you all in about. So thank you for being here, Rachel. I've been excited for this one. I'm excited too. (laughs) Me too. So this one is born out of, again, some amazing stories. Um, Rachel and I have been kind of connected. How long would you say? Two years? Two, three years. Yeah. Yeah, Two or three years. And we connected through... um, Akasha Awakened. Yeah. And I just immediately was like, this girl is so freaking talented. And I was like, you know, we just ended up clicking. It was just like instant connection. And we've kind of been, you know, sharing that journey with one another the whole since the beginning or whatever. And you've been going through some massive transformations and have Mm -hmm. some crazy stories about how the universe starts to really support you and guide you when you finally start choosing yourself and your gifts and your your true destiny and I've just been wanting to capture this one for a while because some of the stuff that's happened to you it doesn't make any sense and it's pure magic would you agree I would absolutely agree and I always say like I want to scream this shit from the rooftops because Mm -hmm. everybody needs to know this yeah so how did your journey kind of begin would you say and then and then some of the kind of interesting things that have happened since really sort of leaning into it. Yeah. So I think um, I would start with, I used to work in corporate America. Um, miserable, hated my job, <laughs> didn't really connect with any of the people that I worked with. Bosses weren't the greatest. <laughs> um, so I was miserable. Uh, when COVID happened, we got sent home. And it became a little better for a little bit because you're home, you're in your own space, you don't have to deal with people. But then the misery crept back in. Um, At that point, I was like, I can't do this anymore. However, I was still like in this mindset of I can't quit. I can't quit. Um, But however, I did manifest getting fired (laughs) for not becoming vaccinated. Um, Oh my God, perfect. So I'm going to say I manifested that um, because after I was fired for not becoming vaccinated for the company, um, about six months later, they changed the policy back to where you no longer need to be vaccinated. So I'm like, I completely and totally manifested that shit because I knew I was too big of a, a scaredy cat to actually go out and say I quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still knew I didn't want to be there and it wasn't the path that I needed to be on. So um, after I was fired for not becoming vaccinated, um, I just kind of like hung out for a little bit, was was not really too worried about what, where I was going to get finances. Um, I did have a battle with unemployment that I did end up winning. Um, again, I think that the universe completely had my back on that as well, yeah. um, because a lot of people weren't getting unemployment because of that vaccination policy. So I think I manifested that as well. So I've received all the the back pay. But in those months where I was battling with unemployment, I was getting random checks from 
like my insurance company where I overpaid insurance. Um, I was, I was at a funeral of a funeral for a friend's grandfather and someone hit my car. Um, they didn't want to go through their insurance company. So they gave me a check. The damage wasn't that bad. Um, so I got money that way. I mean, it's random shit that if you just like, wait, it, it comes one way or another mm -hmm. somehow. <laughs> um, yeah. It's been a long journey though, but I've yeah. completely trusted the process the entire time. Exactly. The trust, the trusting part is so nerve wracking. Like it's mm -hmm. just you're just so uncomfortable because we do not normally lean into that part of ourselves. And it's, it's freaking scary, but I swear to God, if you just wait it out and you, it's like, we're really moving into our destiny and mm -hmm. our destiny is created by us before we incarnate. And it's not something we have to fulfill. It's just, we have all these choices, all these options of who we can be in this life. And I think all of us, I, don't, I can't guarantee this, but I think all of us, if you're listening to this podcast, probably want to hit some of those optimal outcomes. So when you freaking choose them, the universe is like really like lining it up for you so that things work out. Because when I became a record reader, like weird things like that happened to me too. Mm -hmm. I remember I quit my job and I had no idea about this, this policy, but I get this call and they're like, Hey, Kayla, we realize you just quit your job. You have this bank account essentially that you need to decide what you're going to do with. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, your company did our like retirement funding or whatever, but it's in actually just a tax-free savings account. And you get to decide if you want to transfer it into another account or you want to cash out. And I was like, how much is it? You know? And they're like, like just under 10 grand. It was like nine, 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 eight. It got locked <laughs> right. in. It got locked in at 10 grand. So like you can actually pull it out. And I was like, yeah, cash me the fuck out. And I just got this like more money than I had ever seen in my entire life in mm -hmm. one lump sum because the universe was like, yes, this is what you're meant to do. And we want to confirm to you that you need to keep trucking that path. And here's this lovely buffer as you kind of put your life together as an Akashic reader. <laughs> I, after this was all said and done. I sat back and I remembered times in my life where the universe tried to do this for me before. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that trust. Like I specifically remember two times where the universe has tried yeah, to do this to me us. before, but I was um, so wrapped up in the, you have to work for money. You, you, I, you know, just like, even if you look at the older generations and how you work, you pay your bills you take care of your family and then you retire and die. Like that, that's <laughs> what we see. Mm -hmm. um, I see two times before this in my life where the universe was trying to give this to me years ago and I wasn't ready to accept it. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, everything, the way it happens is I probably needed to learn a couple of more things and um, get a, a little bit more bullshit out of the way mm -hmm. before I hit this point. But um I think that once you finally do start to trust the process and, and surrender to the universe and realize the universe really is here to work for you, mm -hmm. um, that you can see times before where, they, where, where the universe has tried to do this for you. Oh, that's so cool. 
Yeah. You know, and there's even times like, I think, I don't want to say that earlier in my life when I caught a break with something that it was because the universe was like, you're supposed to be doing something else. But there's definitely like, I think we can all if we really looked back into the experiences we've had, pull out at least one or two experiences that shouldn't have logically checked out the way that they did, but they did. Like I lived in Colorado for a couple of years and I was just like at this miserable junction in my university career. And I was like, I cannot do another year in this town. And I was like, I'll do anything to get out of here. And I had this class that was like on the bottom floor of the university and I had to walk by the, the exchange program every single day. And one particularly depressing day, I walked into the exchange office and I was like, how can, can I be an exchange student? Like, I want to, I want to leave this place. And they were like, actually, we have this like national program where, and I don't know what they mean by national, because I did go to a different country, but I guess it was North Mm -hmm. America, so it counted. And so I got basically placed into Colorado and it made no sense. You got to pay your fees to Canada, which were like a fraction of the price of what the university fees would have been in America. And I couldn't work because I wasn't an American citizen. So there's no way I should have logically been able to pay for my experiences in Colorado. But like I ended up getting the fattest student loan, like obviously it was a loan and I'm still paying that back. But, you know, fattest student loan known to man that particular year. And I don't know what the difference between that year and any other year was, but I had so much money. Plus America is what the time at least was way cheaper than Canada. So like I just was loaded and I had saved without knowing I did all my hard classes in my first three years and I did my fourth year in Colorado. So I was basically doing intro level classes in my fourth year with the most money. I don't even like remember going to school. Like I was there, but it was so easy. I just, it was more for the experience. Yeah. You were were there to experience, I think. Yeah. And it's just like, that logically makes like no sense, you know, and there's no reason any of that should have taken place. And there's been several times where you're like, I probably should have died there, but you don't die because that's not your destiny. And it's just crazy how the universe starts to dish it out when, when you really are ready to receive it. Yeah. The the two times before I wasn't ready, Mm -hmm. clearly, because I went back to, you know, being in the workforce and I need to get a job. I need to get a job. I need to get a job. I need to pay these bills. I need to, you know, and I was in that, that fear mentality, but I seen where they gave me the opportunity. If I wanted the universe gave me the opportunity if I wanted it and I didn't take it, but I can't, you know, I don't think too much about it because it's, I just think of it as, yeah, I think of it as I needed, I needed to learn a couple more things, let go of a little bit more shit, Mm -hmm. you know? So definitely. Um, And then when, so I remember us chatting when you were, you know, dealing with the unemployment and you were just like, there had been enough stress in your life that you were nervous about things. Mm -hmm. And like, you had some weird signs that kind of appeared to you and you were like, oh shit, like this is impossible. I know I got to keep persevering. Can you remember what they were? I can't. I remember the one about um, the vehicles. All the white cars. Oh, the I white that cars. One. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I was going to, to pick my partner up from work and I pulled into the parking lot. And it's like 1030 at night. The, the shopping center, he works in a restaurant that's in a shopping center. The shopping center is closed. But I pull in and I look around and I'm su- surrounded by all of 
these white vehicles. And I actually took a video of it. I think I sent you the video. Yeah, and I'm like, did. what the fuck is happening? And in that moment, I just, I literally looked at them as like, these are my angels that are surrounding me right now. Like, you're good. Like, you're good to go. Like, because there was a point where I was super nervous. Like, there's times where I feel like, girl, are you delusional? Should you be freaking out? And I've only had little freak out moments. And one of those not, that night that I seen the cars, I was freaking out. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, and it was the day before the hearing for unemployment. And I pulled into that parking lot. I seen all of those white cars. And what was really funny is there was two darker color cars, but they were so far back that the white car, like you really had to look for those darker cars. So mm -hmm. I'm like, we don't even need to look at that. Like, this is it. These white cars are my confirmation that everything's going to be okay. And the next day, the employer never showed up to the hearing. So the, I don't know what the attorney had to only take what I said. And obviously I'm truthful, I'm honest, but there, they wasn't there to defend themselves and why they were fighting me on this unemployment. And that's essentially how I received the unemployment because they never showed up. But I knew the night before, I knew the night before I told everybody, like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to be freaking out about this. I'm going to win this appeal and I'm going to be, I'm going to be good. And mm -hmm. that's exactly what happened. Um, there's been other times throughout the journey where I have specifically asked my spirit guides, like when I start freaking out, if you can just show me this one thing, never told anybody what it is. If you can just show me this one thing, um, I promise you, like, I'll, I'll get back. To, to be in, aligned with, with the plan. Um, and they've done that repeatedly too, like in random weird fucking ways. Like oh, goosebumps. I'll, and I'm not even noticing that I'm freaking out, but as soon as I see the sign, I'm like, Oh yeah, bitch, you're freaking out. Like calm down. <laughs> and that, and that's, it's, it's, they are showing me repeatedly that they are there to support me and like, they're all for this and like keep going and, yeah, so whenever um, I freak out, I just call upon the universe to show me that I don't need to freak out. That And that, like, that works for me, too. Like, honestly, sometimes you just need to, like, stop trying to solve and be superwoman and solving it on your own and just be like, hey, universe, like, I need some support right now. Or, hey, spirit guides, I need some support right now. And honestly, like, if you're facing the right direction, it they show up for you. You just have to make the request because this is yes. your life. You have to engage your free will. But I remember when I was like really misaligned and when I was not in the right path and I was freaking out, I would like beg the universe for a sign and I would get it, but it was the sign that you have to get out of here. You should be freaking yeah. out. You need to change lands. Yeah. And I remember like before I had gotten into the space where I was, you know, listening to my intuition, I never saw repeating numbers. I didn't feel connected to the universe. I was like, all that shit is hogwash. Like, I don't see it. But it was because I was vastly facing the wrong direction. Yep. So what kind of confirmation Same. are your spirit guides going to give you when you are not where you're supposed to be? And I think that's the tricky thing with trying to, I don't, I don't want to say convince, but trying to show people that something else is possible. If you spent your whole in life facing the wrong direction, yeah, nothing feels incredibly magic because you hit hang up after hang up. There's no magical signs because you're just not going the right way. But as soon as you like tilt your head a little bit, like what else yep. is there for me? Then it's like, boom, 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 boom. Like, yes, yes, yes. I've had people ask me, um, and it's been people that have, I've kind of been shocked at it because I just, 
I, I guess I wasn't aware that they were as awake, so to say, as they were. But I've had people, um, one particular, he was like, what does it, what does it mean? Like when you see something um, and then it like relates to something like synchronicities is what he was mm -hmm. talking about. And I was like, keep doing what you're doing. Like when I mean, you start to see those synchronicities, like whatever you're doing, keep doing it because mm -hmm. you are that showing you that you're aligned that you are noticing these synchronicities because you are aligned with, with what you're supposed to be doing. So, yeah, 100%. it's pretty fucking cool once you start, you know, once you tilt your head a little bit, it's pretty cool. It's so cool. And it's just, it's crazy. And every time I even hit another scary junction, like where I've made a big change, like I do notice, I don't want to call it a test necessarily, but I, I do think like the universe makes you wait, like, like, are you for real girl? Like, do you really want this? And it kind of mm -hmm. makes you just like sit in that pressure system and you're like, oh my God, am I going to make it? But you have to practice trust because that's what we're here for. Am I worth it? If we got everything for free and everything was easy and handed to us, it would really mean nothing. You know, I remember like, I've used this example a million times, but in like high school, you know, mommy and daddy would buy the rich kid a nice new brand new Audi and he begged the shit out of it. And in a couple of years mm -hmm. it was totaled and they spent how much money on it. That person didn't work for it. It didn't mean anything for them. It doesn't have to be hard work, but you do have to like feel like you earned put it. Put forth for effort. Mean. Yeah. Yeah. For it to put effort. Yeah. For it to mean anything. So the universe does put you in that sort of tough spot sometimes and makes you feel uncomfortable. But it always ends up working out like better than you could imagine. And for me, I had when I made my transition, I had quit my kind of corporate job and I had went back to managing a restaurant and I was doing records on the side. And I remember being like, I don't know how I'm ever going to be able to like fully make the pull and only do records. But I'm well aware that I have to move the universe response to me. So at some point, I'm going to have to jump. And same thing, COVID came along mm -hmm. and the whole place shut down because everything was like completely closed for like two weeks. So I was laid off. And I got so busy in that layoff time, like so busy. And then they were like, time to go back. And I was like, I'm not going to go back. And that the time right. the government was handing out like extra money and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I didn't end up needing it for very long. But just that weird confirmation to be like, no, you don't go back. You don't do it. It well, was like, just like, this is boom. it. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And I would think we were talking about, I wanted to um, share the butterfly story. So <clears throat> mm -hmm. I always. So I was going to say. What you were just talking about, I think I have come up with that is the um, digestion period. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is crazy because what happens is and when I'm working with clients, like for some reason, one of the biggest symbolism that I ever receive is like the caterpillar going into the butterfly. And mm -hmm. basically what I see from my end, and then Rachel has like this way better experience with the <laughs> butterfly. So it's basically like you're a cute little caterpillar. You're like ebbing and flowing through life. And you're just like, you know, you can only move. You're very restricted. You know, you can only do so much. It's kind of slow. And we all want to be these like beautiful, expansive, free butterflies. But when this is just my, like how I say it. And then Rachel just takes it home. <laughs> so, And then this is just my little arbitrary understanding of how you go from a caterpillar to a butterfly <laughs> but like in the chrysalis you know it has to really disassemble what it was and kind of like go through this mess and like 
you know, shift and change its caliber. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out as this, this butterfly. So in the middle of it, it is a little bit messy, but it's worth it in the end. And so Mm -hmm. I always tell people when they're in that like death period and they're in the chrysalis, like, yeah, it feels sloppy now, but just like, wait. And then Mm -hmm. Rachel's heard me say this because it's something that I use a lot. And then she comes at me because was it your (laughs) son? What was, what was going on? Tell us what happened. I was okay. So my son watches, um, interesting things about nature we're watching this documentary and it's about a caterpillar and its process of turning into a butterfly um and it's in like slow motion and the way that i was taught that a butterfly um a caterpillar went into a butterfly was not what i seen (laughs) on this documentary okay it kind of freaked me the fuck out but it sparked something in in me um the caterpillar comes out of its egg, it eats its vessel that it came out of. So to me, it was like this caterpillar knows what its first meal is. It's the egg and then the leaf that it's actually, the egg is on is what it'll start to eat. Then it basically gets fat to to get energy for its next stage of life. Um, it then pushes itself out of its vessel its skin its mouth so the body comes out of the skin through the mouth and i did not it requires yeah a lot of pressure a lot of pressure (laughs) a lot like your the whole body came out of this caterpillar's mouth and i was like holy shit like that is not the way i remember learning it when i was a kid maybe they just don't show you that because it is kind of like it is pressure it is like a mess like dramatic like and I was like Brian like did that and he's like yeah mom that's how they they do and then what happens is they in the cocoon completely digest themselves and that's why I said that we're part of this side right now like in those times of messiness in those times of where shit is looking rough like I think that we are digesting everything that we thought we were who we thought we were to become who we really truly are. Mm, and I love that. I don't think any of that digestion energy is is wasted. Um, if you think about the digestive system, it we digest food and then it releases as waste. And it's like we're digesting these things, these parts of ourselves that no longer serve us. And mm-hmm. we're going to release them as waste because it's not for our next stage in life. Yeah. I agree. And like, when you say that too, like, I think immediately of when, I don't really know, I I think we're just kind of brainwashed as a society, which rightfully so, because when we're brainwashed, and we don't know what the process is, of course, we're gonna stay away from our own power and just keep staying in those Mm -hmm. jobs, keep staying in those experiences that don't serve us. But you know, when you say the digestion, like I see people like they are digesting, but we don't understand that phase of life to leave one stage into another. You have to get rid of the shit that isn't serving you, but people hang on, you know, they hang on like the whole thing where we could have went back to our jobs and we could have given in and let our soul lose the battle Mm -hmm. and, and just, you know, cling on to those things. But that's like waste now. We need to just let it go and letting go is so fucking hard 
but you had mentioned something else. You're like the caterpillar knew the whole fucking time it was going to be. Yeah. It yeah, trusted I the think whole we, process. Yep. We need to encompass more of the, the caterpillars. Uh, like we need to embody the, the essence of a caterpillar because it comes here and it trusts the whole process. Like it knows when it comes here and then it just keeps taking these actions. Like they come out, they eat the egg. They, they, they just eat, eat, eat. Then they die, push themselves out of their fucking mouth. Like that, <laughs> I will not get over that because like you said, the pressure, like mm-hmm. that is ugly. That is ugly shit right there. That is, but they trust they're leaving their skin, mm-hmm. but they're, they trust the whole process knowing not really knowing, but knowing they're going to get something better. And if we mm-hmm. think about, we think about butterflies, like they're admired. People get mm-hmm. tattoos of butterflies. They, when you know, I see a butterfly, I'm just like, oh my God. There's, an emotional connection. Was, oh, yes. there's like an emotional connection. And it's mm-hmm. like this, this butterfly didn't do shit, but trust the process in order to get there. <laughs> exactly. Like exactly. it didn't do anything. It did what it was. It just kept taking its action. It yeah. digested itself and became the butterfly. Ugh, it made exactly. that transition. And like, it just immediately when you say that, I'm just like, we've forgotten our true nature. We've forgotten that we're always in this process of mm-hmm. evolution. And yeah. then, you know, when we think about that pressure system too, that happens, it's like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's same for you, but when I finally decided to change, it was because I was under so much pressure. And I was like, there has to be fucking more than this. I I'm yeah. 20, At the time, I was 27 years old. And I had accomplished the goals that I had for myself. And they weren't like lofty goals. I had pretty humble goals. But I'd accomplished, you know, I went to university, I got the job that was helping other people, it was under the government, you know, if childhood Kayla would have been told that when she was 25 years old that would have been her job she would have been so fucking proud but I was in it and I was miserable so the pressure just compounded 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 before you're just like like yeah has to be something and for me I almost became like desperate for answers but voila like look at where we are now because we couldn't take the pressure right and would you say it was kind of the same for you Absolutely. I think, um, I feel like the evolution is going to happen anyways. And the more that you resist it and the more that you fight against it, it's, that's what creates a lot of the pressure. And Mm -hmm. so you're finally like, okay, because another thing with this butterfly, um, a caterpillar butterfly analogy, like the, the butterfly does go through like a complete metamorphosis. So that's what we need. That's really, I think what we need to do. Like we go through, we start this life as a version of ourselves, but I think we do have to go through this like complete metamorphosis and, and end it in a completely different form, a completely mm-hmm. different person, a completely different version of ourselves. Like, I think that that is the um, mission that a lot of us come here for obviously is to learn things, experience things. So mm-hmm. we're not, if we're not, if we're resisting like change, if we're resisting moving forward, we're not doing what I think we came here to do. And the resistance like creates more. Yeah. Like it just gets worse and worse and worse. Yes. And when you were speaking, like, you know, I tried, I was kind of think like, well, what, you know, why was I able to detach? Why was I able to really let go? 
And like at some point, you know, what you thought for me, what I thought I wanted wasn't giving me any sort of value anymore. And I mean, I was, I was so misaligned. I didn't really have money, but on paper I should have, I didn't have money. I was exhausted. So I wasn't having fun. I was, I was literally fried. Like I would wake up and like be, I would be grumpy and like yell at my partner. And like, I was, I wasn't functioning till like 2 PM in the afternoon on the weekend. And I was late for work because I was just fried. And you're like, okay, well having like this reputation, I don't want to say reputation, but having a good job, having gone through university, getting a paycheck, like isn't working. At some point you have to detach and be like, all I fucking have in this life is a little bit of time to accumulate actually good experiences. Yes. And I was willing, like maybe it was, I mean, very reckless of me, maybe, but it's obviously working out so far. So we're good. But I was just like, I would rather just see what happens if I choose something that I enjoy more and create more good experiences or I'm more like soul happy with what I'm doing and maybe fail. But I would rather mm-hmm. know and have had that chapter in my life than spend it just trying to survive over here. Like, cause really if a caterpillar, I don't think it's even possible for a caterpillar to like resist, you know, becoming a butterfly, but let's say it did. So it spends its little season of life, which is summer, right? Mm -hmm. It spends Mm -hmm. its little season of life doing everything the fucking hard way. It has to crawl on the ground. It has to scour for food and then boom, you die. And you're like, shit, I never got to experience that freedom. Right. Like, I swear you're, you're bang on the money. Like we didn't come here to do things that way. And we just happen to be, I I don't really know what happens and how we get here to a science, but we happen to, it's free will. If whether you were pressured to come back, you had karma or you just straight up volunteered at the end of the day, you signed and said, yes, I will be incarnation. (laughs) I just have a hard fucking time believing that any person would just like, not wanted to see what it's like over there, especially not anyone who's attracted to this podcast anyway, right? I mean, maybe some people love the caterpillar life and that's fucking great for them because caterpillars are cute too. But it's like, it's a process. It's not easy all the time. And I think that if we allow the the transformation, um, if we allow the process that, like I did some research on, on, on this whole butterfly thing. So when the butterfly becomes a butterfly, it has to, um, go through the complete metamorphosis and that transformation requires a significant amount of energy mm-hmm. but um, that complete metamorphosis gives the butterfly a greater chance of survival so there is a way that they can resist and not complete that mm-hmm. but then they're not going to survive right. so if you think about that if we resist and we keep doing the same shit that we've always been doing it's not you know we're not we might not die but like we're not gonna live like that life that we see for mm-hmm. ourselves yeah I see like so much symbolism in that you know yeah. I see like you know we we pressure that pressure builds but instead of choosing to evolve it actually makes us sick I think yes mm-hmm. if we just constantly resist it and then yeah and then that met unlike honest to god like I swear I had a really like rough intro into 2022 and it's taken me like Mm. almost the whole year to and it was so much pressure so much pressure and at the time like when you're in the thick of it as Rachel said you're just like am I gonna die here like is this this transformation is this actually me dying you're like I don't know 
but the immense amount of pressure that was on me just even this year alone, not even when I chose this path, but this year alone, you know, it did. I was like, I've got to figure this out. Like you're kind of like, I've got to make sense. And I've explored depths of who I am that I never would have explored before without that pressure. And I'm pretty sure it's like, leading to something that I can't even understand at this point. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we do just have to like detach and be like, what, what is my path and, and see where things take us because that process isn't like logical, like becoming like what you just described, even with the caterpillar, you're like, I would have never pegged that as the process. No, it's not glamorous. Yeah. It's not a glamorous process. No. Okay. We look at butterflies and we're like, oh my God, they're so pretty. And like people plant flowers for them to come and fly around and they're adored. And it's like that whole process to become the butterfly was not glamorous. It was pretty no. fucking ugly. Like, especially in slow motion. Like, it was oh my God. Pretty I, ugly. Feel like, I feel and like I have to like YouTube this later. <laughs> you would ha- please do. Cause it is, I mean, it's very fascinating. But the whole time my mouth is hung open, like, is this really what happens? And then <laughs> obviously I'm starting to become downloaded with all of these things. Like, listen, look, like, this is it. This is what you need to do. And everyone else needs to do like Mm -hmm. digest yourself. And that's the, that was the main part that stuck out to me is that they digested themselves with full trust that they were going to become like this more beautiful creature. Oh, that is like, that's so profound right now. Like, even though you've said this to me, like hearing it back, I'm like, fuck, that's profound. Because truly, in both of those big transformation moments that I've experienced in my life, that I was aware enough to have processed, like, that's exactly what you do. You have to like, Mm -hmm. almost pick yourself apart in not Mm -hmm. a destructive way, necessarily, but it becomes kind of destructive because you have to throw some of that shit away. We're like, does this fucking belief really serve me? Is this really how I want to spend my entire life? Like, you really have to dive deep. And I think people are so fucking afraid of themselves that mm-hmm. they skip that part. And I mean, yeah, I'm telling you, no matter if you were the worst person in your in your life or past lives, you're you're in you're good. Like at mm-hmm. the fundamental baseline, you're good. And I once heard a quote. And it was like, people are taught to believe in this society that we're bad. We're inherently bad. We have wars, we steal, we lie, we cheat. And they were like, the answer was like, if humanity was actually bad, how come the first reaction of everyone in a burning building is to run in? You know, like no, your, yeah. kid or your dog is in there and people just, they don't give a fuck for their own well-being. They're Com- like, oh, well, shit, and complete strangers. Sometimes strangers. complete strangers run into fires. Yeah. yeah, when you say that, I think about um, my dad. So I, I really feel like with him, um, when you said that people are scared of their self, like, I think that that happens more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when, because if you look at my dad and who he was, he was an abusive husband. He was in and out of jail. He was an addict of all kinds, an alcoholic. Um, but I think that if, if he would have been able to go into that like digestion process with himself, Mm -hmm. then it could have been different, but he wasn't one to never like hold responsibility or accountability or so if you're like this person that is never wanting to hold yourself accountable or responsible, or like Mm -hmm. you said, just look at the shitty parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, You're, you're going to be stuck in that pressure cooker 
to the point where we might, like I said, we might not die, but we're not going to complete the transformation, but we're going to run to these things like mm-hmm. drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever mm-hmm. could be real, you know, fucked up for us. To we're going to run to those things. The pressure, relieve, right? The pressure, but it never really relieves, No, you know? And like stories like that, yeah. And stories like that, like it's like we're so afraid to see ourselves, but at the bottom of those stories, it's just somebody who's been really hurt and doesn't know how to heal themselves. So and Mm -hmm. they just, you know, like behind all anger is actually like grief usually, and it's like that's usually what you find at the bottom of your pit is some sort of like betrayal that sometimes we can't even remember because it probably it was probably started like you would have had it mirrored in your childhood but it Mm -hmm. could have started 10 lifetimes ago right we don't know where it comes from but I swear when you look within it's never as bad as you think it's gonna be some people are scared to death of it though and I think that sure like when you said about the scared of looking at yourself I'm my dad like immediately popped in like Yeah. yeah he was definitely definitely scared to look at himself and I think there's a lot of people that are scared to look at yeah. themselves because who wants to look it's not pretty like who wants to do that yeah who that wants non... to fucking digest themselves honestly who when you say completely take their vessel out of their skin like who wants to do that and it's it's really not glamorous and because we're conditioned as a species to prefer comfort or um I, I don't even know if that's true like I think partly it is but I also think we're just conditioned through the media and stuff that it should be breezy and we should travel and we should have a nice home mm-hmm. we should be married to handsome people or we this that mm-hmm. and the other and you're just like oh that's what I want but like we all know that half those people aren't really happy like I don't know if it's really what we want I think we like a little bit of adventure we're just confused and um you know it's just such a shame that we're so kind of like blindsided or or hidden from our true nature and that mm-hmm you know, that we don't, and I think also like society set people up that they're so freaking busy that they don't have that time to look. Like I think about, you know, I was busy and I was a single, I had no, no kids person. Yeah. And I mean, what happens when you have kids in sports and, you know, after school programming and, you know, you're working shifts with your partner and like trying to keep a household alive. Like I totally get that there's not a lot of time to be like, who am I and what am I supposed to be with this life? And then when you have responsibility like that, it's even scarier to take a chance, but you're, you have children, you know, like you did it. Uh-huh. I was going to say that was, that was the, I think that my children were part of the the pressure for me to want to transform and mm-hmm. evolve. And that only because like I was saying with, with when we look at our parents or grandparents, like a lot of these people, like my grandparents, worked 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 and like at the end of their life they really still didn't have nothing to show for it we're not made of money like I didn't inherit a whole bunch of money you know what I mean and for my kids the pressure was like I gotta stop this for them like I gotta show them that you don't need to listen to what society is telling you to be successful Mm -hmm. like you define what success is and I, I think that a lot of the younger generation, they think success is money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're successful. However, like if we do make that transformation and we are starting to use our gifts, like I think money comes. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that you can have everything that you've ever dreamed of. Yeah. So with my kids, I just need to break that cycle of, I have to break my bag to make this money to pay bills. Like there's, you need to experience life. Okay. We didn't come here to work 40 plus hours a week, if not, you know, more. (laughs) Cause I feel like some people literally put in like 80 hours a week and I don't know how they do it. But we didn't come here to do that, to still not have money to pay our bills. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like, like, that's not life. Exactly. And I mean, as somebody who, again, you said you worked in corporate America. I know that you know people that still do that. And I know people that have good paying, good paying jobs and should be loaded and having the best fucking mm-hmm. life possible. But when you are following a path that is so dishonoring to who you are, it mm-hmm. still doesn't work out. I literally have a friend. Um, she's kind of like on the outskirts. She's actually a, my friend's sister, but she's a nurse practitioner and she's worked for the coroner. She has like a crazy high paying job in this particular town partner. Same thing. Like they're basically like, they're very high up. And they do have a lot of money, but at the end of the day, I think there's still people that have to be conscious about money because it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. in alignment to work that hard. Um, And it's just crazy because like, yeah, I I made decent money on paper, but I had less of it then than I do now when I make less on paper. Does that make sense? No, it does. So so recently, like uh, I'm just starting my business. So it's like financially, I'm not. I'm not the greatest right now financially. I have support. Um, but when I talk to my friends that have these jobs, like, cause there's been times where I was like, maybe I should just get like a part-time, but like, I swear every time the thought comes in, a friend will call and be like, and like start bitching about their job. And then the next thing, you know, they're talking about how they don't have money right now. And it's like, well, why would I go get a job and be miserable and not have money when I can be happy and actually experiencing life mm-hmm. and still not have money. Like either way, if we're not, if we're all just not having money right now, I'd rather do it in a happy way. Like experiencing exactly. life exactly. than being miserable. And it's every time I like get on Indeed or like one of the job sites, like looking for jobs, I will literally get a call that evening from a, from one of my friends and they're bitching about their job. Then they're bitching that like they don't understand where their money's going. And it, and it puts me back into reality of like, well, why the hell would I go get this job that I don't want and be miserable and still not be able to pay bills on time? Because these people make good ass money, miserable and can't pay their bills. Like I'd rather, I mean, to be blunt, I'd rather struggle to pay my bills and be happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what we were talking about before about being delusional. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, are you delusional? And I really, I'm not like, I just know that it's, it's going to be okay because I'm trusting that process. Like I know that like I have finally after a very long time realized that the universe is going to show up for me. Yeah. Like they are, the universe wants to work for me, period. Exactly. Especially when like, we're still, we're like when we're, when we're moving into alignment. So I think sometimes I do see people being like, um, you know, I'm just going to like not do anything and sit at home and just, just waste away and the universe will provide for me. And sometimes the universe still does, but it's mm. more about giving you the, yeah, giving you like the buffer so that you can become who you're yes. supposed to be. So as long as you're like 
trying to do that soul searching, like, well, what are my gifts and who do I want to be in this life? And what, how do I want to show up? Because I really think contrary to popular belief, people are like, I just want to sit at home and do nothing. Yeah. For maybe like a couple of months, but you're going to be fucking bored. So what do you, you get have bored. to contribute mm-hmm. after you recover your energy and move forward? Like we want to contribute. We want to share our gifts. We want to inspire others. Like we do. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're on that journey of discovery, like I'm telling you, the universe looks out and yeah, like when I had my job, I would have like, they were like, oh, happy hour on Friday. Let's go for a beer. And I would literally have like three cents in my bank account. And I'm not joking when I say three cents, like my mom would be right. like, can you, pick up, can you pick up milk and bring it out to the farm? And I'm like, mom, I have 250. That's not enough for milk. Like, <laughs> you know, like we've all been there. Yeah, I'm, I was seriously that broke at the end yeah. of my career, like career. Mm-hmm. That's what I was doing for. And work. how many years did you work? Like I, I, so many. What? <laughs> exactly. Not to mention like the degree that I had gotten and then right. still didn't help me make more money. Right. So had no money. And then it's like, I, I mean, like I can go for happy hour now if I wanted to. If my mom's like, bring milk mm-hmm. to the farm. I'd be like, okay, yeah, no problem. Like it doesn't make sense. And I don't know how to tell people that you cannot like properly plan for what it looks like to detach from your old misaligned life and just allow yourself to be the butterfly. It doesn't make any sense. It really well, doesn't. And I think I think the process is going to look different for everybody yeah. um, as well depending, you know, like not everybody wants to be their own business owner, but everybody there, there might be people that are really in jobs that are totally misaligned for Mm -hmm. what their gifts can, can give to the world. So maybe just even a career change or, you know, like it's going to, it's going to look different for everybody because everybody's power back in your family. I have a friend right now who's just like, I'm always a strong one in my family. Everyone's always falling apart and I always have Mm -hmm. to like rise and it's exhausting. And like, you know, it can be very diverse for what needs to be shifted, but all of it is just, I think the main message is like setting yourself free from whatever those things are that keep you grounded and stuck. And like the pressure that builds because you're meant to metamorph. Like, yeah, we're, we're definitely all digesting different shit, but at the end of the day, we're digesting it to, to get it out of us. (laughs) We don't need you. And I like, I think that that's true for every generation and every person. Mm -hmm. But I also believe that at this particular time junction, it's times 10 for people. Like, I I guarantee if you are existing in this reality, you did not come here for a boring and simple life. Even if that's what you think you want, there's no way you would have ended up on this crazy ass timeline if that's what you actually were doing. So I think the pressure is really immense for people right now especially because I think there's like the energies that are even like astrological right now pressure 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 Mm -hmm. like you came you really came here to be a bit more free and happy but you have to choose it you do have to that's you have to choose it Mm -hmm. because if you continue to choose the not free and happy then that's what you're going to get yeah you know what this this sorry you go I was going to, I was just going to say, I tell my kids all the time, like, cause I mean, they're 11 and 13 and they talk about like getting older and getting jobs. And I'm like, please do something you love. Like, I promise you, I will not allow, I don't care what I got to do. I will not allow my kids to stay in a job that is making them miserable. Like that is, I think it's because it's where I came from. 
Like that is like a mission. Like I do not want people to be miserable making money. You don't have to, to be miserable making money, you know, like, so I think that we're probably like, like you said, we didn't come here to be miserable and make money. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what we came here for nope. period. There's so much more to life. That's exactly. Yeah. So true. And honestly, like when you talk about the ancestors and your, your parents, like mm-hmm. exactly the same, like I came from like two farming backgrounds and not like bougie farm. Like, I mean, like you're trying to survive farming Yeah, and you know, they worked so hard, like skin to the bone all day, every day. And then their back. Yeah. And then, you know, my parents in some way or another kind of did the same. And again, yeah, like really it did, it doesn't pay off later. Like we live in the society that says, oh, you just, you work hard for the years when you, your body, Mm -hmm. you're ready and able, but you basically destroy your body, accumulate all this pressure. Don't, so you can't, you yeah, can't and, actually enjoy the years that you have that you yes, are retired. Exactly. And I think like one of the things, and it's like, when you look back at your life, you're like, I think everything was kind of divine. But if you're someone listening and you're like, my life doesn't feel divine, it doesn't really feel or seem divine until you're at a different level to see it better. I would have said the yeah. same thing about myself and my life if I was still in the thick of it. Right. So my grandma worked her ass off and had a terrible life like fucking terrible farming life I don't even know what possessed that woman to keep staying alive sometimes like to me it was awful but they had religion so like suicide was yeah right yeah yeah (laughs) um, but if I was her I would have thought about that shit every day hearing the shit that she went through and she went back to school got this job busted her fucking ass raising all these kids going back to school doing I think she worked in like Uh, home care and she was like buying books and movies and planning trips for when she retired she accumulated all this money and all this wealth and I shit you not she died like on the day of her retirement tomorrow doesn't come nope I say that shit all the time like don't get me wrong like it's good to have a little savings account and stuff like that but like I'm telling you, like, since I've not been employed by an employer, I have experienced so much more life. Yeah. Like, because I'm, like, choosing experiences. I'm I'm not waiting. I'm not going to wait until yeah. I'm 65. Who knows if we're going to make it to 65? I'm not waiting. You like, know, it's a whole, I'm not doing it. so true. Like, when I was at my job I never traveled like I I wanted to travel you never it took like, off yeah I couldn't get time yep. off I when I did I didn't have the money and I've traveled more mm-hmm. and more freely without any worries mm-hmm. since being self-employed and I mean you just took a trip like you you've taken trips like it it fucking doesn't make sense man and I'm telling you I that's another thing I plan I went to Salem Massachusetts I planned that trip before I even knew if I was gonna have money for the trip Exactly. But I, I works, was like, I you swear. Know, yep, yep. I planned it. And guess what? Money came and I did not feel restricted any way, shape or form when I went on that trip. Yeah. Like, and I wasn't going to restrict myself. I don't know if I'm going to come back. I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back anytime. So I'm going to be here and I'm going to experience it. And I'm going to enjoy it. And yeah. I really do live life like that every day. Like, mm-hmm. miraculous. If, and then it just works out, you know? My first 
like, cause I traveled a little bit while I was in university and like right out of university. Cause I didn't have a lot of responsibilities. I had like, no, I had was living at my parents' house. Right. So no, I had traveled a little bit then, but I want to try, I want to see this whole world. Like this is what I'm trying to manifest. And my first actual trip as an adult came when I quit my job. You know, I said to mm-hmm. the, my spirit guides, I was like, I don't deserve not to experience in this life the things that I want earth is beautiful and from what I know it's one of the most beautiful places you can go so if we Mm -hmm. came here I'm telling y'all we wanted to see it so I'm like I deserve this and I said to my guys I was like I don't know how it's going to work out I realized I just quit my job but like fuck I'm going somewhere warm with my partner by the end of by my by March of whatever year that was I think it was 2020 it was like right before COVID and that's when I got that fucking call with the $10,000 to cash out. I was like, boom, there it is. And, and see, like, you could have made a decision at that point when you got that $10,000. Like, I got to hoard this now yeah. because I don't know when the next lump is coming. And I think that we both chose not to hoard that money. Yeah. And, and I feel like that like propelled us like, oh, okay. So she really does want to experience life this way. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is really exactly. what she wants. Exactly. And like, I think that's an important point to make because when I was miserable at my job, I would look at people who were really doing it and I would make up excuses why it was them, not me. You know, I'd say, well, they probably have a bunch of money that they're coasting off of or their husband pays for everything or their parents are rich or, you know, like they had this big fat savings account that they could quit their job. Or sometimes I'll, like I would have said, be like, well, maybe they're doing their life purpose or whatever, but I bet you they have no money to have any fun. Like, no, that's not true. I didn't come for money. doesn't sound like you came for money. I definitely Um, did not. (laughs) My, my, my partner isn't a millionaire. Like, and you know, like, and while we've done this, I've experienced more life. You know, it's like when your friends call from corporate America, you're yeah. like, I don't have any money. It's not like you're living in a cardboard box and they have a mansion and we're like, see, it's worth it. We just, we just decreased our dreams. Like, no, my dreams have never been bigger and they've never and been more attainable. What's crazy is when the friends call, they're like, we're so proud of you. Like we are so proud. Like, and they tell me like, I'm proud of you because here we are miserable in these jobs not live in life, not experience in life, don't have any money. And like, here you are, you don't have money either, but you're experiencing life and you're not worried about it. Like you're not stressed out. And like they do, they do say, I'm so proud of you, but it's like, come on y'all. What are you, what are you guys waiting for? You know, but everybody has their own process. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And people, like we said earlier, people have different things they need to digest about themselves. Like it's true. Mm -hmm. Not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, but I, th- I think a lot of people wouldn't mind the, fr- like, it's a little bit stressful. It can be because you're like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, like, it's really all me all the time. But I mean, I think people wish, like, I think people do wish they had more freedom, however that looks. Maybe they're just shifting mm-hmm. the type of work that they do, the place that they work, right. the hours that they work. But there's always something. And that, I don't know, the pressure always seems to be the sign that it's time to evolve. So either yeah. it's the pressure because like you need to get out of that that place. It's not for you. The pressure compounds like please evolve or like, you know, I'm I was three years into my business hit this year and went through my own pressure system. But like mm-hmm. I can only dream of like what that's going to lead me to as time passes. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's always this evolution. And I am pretty fucking excited to see if we're aware of that 
that radar almost like, okay, I'm feeling pressure. I shouldn't be feeling pressure. So I'm either choosing something wrong and something needs to break or it's time for me to just level up. Like completely agree. Completely agree. I remember when um, I was working from, I, I remember I was working from home. I was like scrolling through people's stories on Instagram. And I seen this, um, one entrepreneur and they were like having a sushi and Harry Potter day. And I remember writing that person and saying, ah, oh, like, I, I want that. Like, I wish I could have that. And I remember them saying, just wait a year, you know, just wait a year. And I, I just think that that's where my pressure started over something so silly as sushi and Harry Potter, but it was like the freedom It was like a Tuesday. Like at lunchtime and I'm like sitting here miserable and they're watching Harry Potter eat sushi. And it was like in November, which is like, my, cause you could see their Christmas decorations. And it was like, I want that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's when my pressure started. Like, well, if you want it, then you gotta, you gotta evolve a little bit. Yeah. And that's when I started digesting. And I think that you go through multiple digestion periods. Like yeah, the, every time you level up, every time you need to evolve, like you said, yes. either when you start to feel that pressure and you start getting those thoughts of what's next. Yeah. I think that's that's so true. And I feel like let's say you hit a level and you were perfectly satisfied and like feeling fulfilled with whatever you had going on. I think then, you know, if you're in alignment and you're not feeling pressure and things are good, then you're good. You don't have to evolve. But I think at some point we're like, okay, I've checked. Mm-hmm. It's like a video game sometimes. Okay. I conquered level 12 level. Yeah. Let's see what level 13 is. And then it, that's when the pressure starts to build. Cause they're like, okay, you want more? Let's do this. Yep. You ha- it's yeah. like a continuous, a continuous process. Like, yeah. I don't think it ever stops. I don't think. No, unless like you just healing, like love level 12. Stops. Right, right. And you feel great right. with whatever you have at level 12. Um, You might be able to just stick around there for the rest of your life. But I think people get bored. And I don't think many people would just be like happy with that. We're always wanting more. Oh, so interesting. Did you have anything else you wanted to share about your journey before I pass it over to you to talk about how people can get in touch with you if they want to experience your magic? All right. Yeah. So I um, am records with Rachel. I do have an Instagram page at records with Rachel. So if you want to follow me there, if you um, have any questions about me or what I do, I also have Rachel um, records with Rachel at gmail.com. That's my email address. And I could not recommend Rachel enough. Like even, even before her journey was like real, like to the level it is now, I was like, yeah, you should just do a session for me. And mm-hmm. I was fucking blown away. Cause like how I do it and how she do it, does it is different. And I remember being like, holy fuck, how did you just summarize feelings that I couldn't even name or experiences that I couldn't even name? And she just like gave it a name. And she's like, I think this is kind of like where it's coming from. And I was like, <laughs> the fuck like I've spent a lot of time digesting myself and I can't even name that shit (laughs) so uh check it out because she's very talented very talented and definitely in your in your gifts like I've read her record too and this is just this is just your path like check it out I'll put her information in the uh show notes and please give her a like and follow because I can't even imagine what your digestion period is gonna blossom you into as we move through it I can't wait to see. I'm just going to trust the process as ugly yes. as it might get. 
it seems like the only thing we can do at this point, you know, even when I was at my scariest moments, it was just like trust and faith and love mm-hmm. and, and it's worked out. Like it's true. I, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't say that that process doesn't work because it's happening. It's happening for both well, of and us. Like so. I, said, I can't say that. I can't say that sometimes I'm like, girl, are you delusional? Um, but I mean, I, I snap out of it real quick. Like, no, you're not, you're just trusting the process. Yeah. It might, it might seem like you are a little delusional, but you're not, you're just trusting the process. Well, sometimes I tell myself when I really feel like I'm losing it, I'm like, okay, you know, there's that saying, I can't remember. It's going to butcher it. Probably. I don't even know who it's from, but it's like the ones that think they're crazy enough to change the world are the fucking ones that do. And that's true. Mm -hmm. Like look to anyone who's accomplished something organically Yep. And they fucking had to just keep persevering. And if you keep holding the line, it it works. It's just that the one, people get so scared they don't hold the line and they let it go and end up back. The one thing the one thing that you say that always sticks with me is you will never fail at being yourself. And like that literally it it's like forefront in my head, like mm-hmm. If there's a moment where I'm like, mm, Rachel, you're really not being authentic right now. Like I switch it up real quick. Cause I know that that's, that's not how I'm going to become successful at anything in life, that's relationships, true. friendships, financial. I'm not going to be successful if I'm not myself. So uh, it took so me a while hard. to get there. I'm not, that was my digestion period, you know, mm-hmm. just some shit, but we're getting there. <laughs> yes. That's so true. And it's, it's honestly like you can't fail at being yourself. And I think mm-hmm. like, that's one of the things is people are afraid to look at themselves. And that's why some people do feel lost because they're like, I don't know what's in there. And like, trust me, it's worth it to find out. Like I've, I swear the people that are, that would find something shitty inside of themselves would never even have the thought, like I should look what's in there. They, they think they're fucking God's gifts to this planet. The people that are like, I don't know. I can't look. I I feel like I'm garbage. Those are the people that need to look because shit, they're going to find a pot of gold in there. Like, yeah. I always notice that the people that should be doing this work are always like, I'm the best. And the people that like, are going to find this beautiful treasure within themselves are like, oh, I'm scared. Like, yeah. It's like, nah, like, no, I, I mean, I've, I've even said um, before, like with this whole conversation, I even told you, like, I almost didn't say it because I felt stupid saying it. And I've realized that every time that my brain or my ego or whatever wants to tell me, Hey, you sound stupid doing that. Then I need to say it. Cause that's where that pot of gold is. I know. Um, and when you said that to me, I was like, this is fucking mind blowing. We have to record this. <laughs> yes. And that's where this, but it all started with, should I even say this? Cause I almost feel stupid saying it. And then I've told you before, like when you told me what my gift was and you was telling me I needed to speak, I was like, well, that's a big problem because I've always had this problem with my speech, like how I talk. Um, and I, I've had, I had to do speech therapy when I was little. And I've just always had this like trigger around the way that I speak and the way that I say my words. And there's even people in my life that like play with me and I don't, they're really, it's all on like good fun. But like, I think that I've stored some of the things that they've said about the way I say certain mm-hmm. words. I think I've stored it in there. And so it, when you told me I needed to like speak, I was like, oh no, we it's can't not, do that. That's so funny. Uh, and you know, but but and I've gotten rid of the fear. So, Hey, I'm either going to sound stupid and say words wrong or be miserable. Exactly. It, and like, it's, 
it's so subjective too, though, because like, how do you say words wrong? You know, like, there's so I mean, I get I get it. But I mean, like, I'm Canadian, I say a lot of words wrong compared yeah. to how they say it in America. And it's like, frick, it's just how you say it. And then honestly, I do notice sometimes like, people that are a little bit like different, so to speak, don't realize that what makes them different is actually their magic. And then they're like, Oh, yeah. I better like bury that when really it's like, no, that's the exact part of you that makes you the leader or makes you what you are and what you need to share. And it's like, it's not easy to overcome. But yeah, it's not it's not easy, but it can be done. It can be done. Yes. Like yes. I had a lot of shit surrounding that that I needed to digest. But mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> here we are. Exactly. I agree. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Rachel. I am so happy with everything that we chatted about. This is exactly what I wanted to share um, about your journey and your knowledge. So thank you. And I hope that all the listeners follow her, get a session done. You will not regret it. Yes. Come follow. I'm pretty cool. I think. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Definitely. Very cool. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, Rachel. Thank you. you